And then they say, we'll see you Monday with a new world champ. But the match is still going. There's a moment of silence. Just nobody says anything. And then they just go back to commentating. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble, the podcast that discusses WCW Thunder in the year 2000. I'm your host, Angelus Walker, better known as Cyber Angelus X over on YouTube, but you can call me AJ for short. Now, we're not going to waste any time because this episode, as compared to the previous Thunder episodes that I've talked about, whoo, we hit a snail's pace. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it. You already know what it is. Saturdays are for the boys. So the show kicks off and we see police guarding the door. And we're told that WCW officials are having a meeting to determine the fate of the vacant World Heavyweight Championship. I talked about it in the last episode. Chris Benoit won the World Heavyweight Championship. He defeated Sid Vicious at Sold Out, albeit controversially. He defeated Sid Vicious, made him tap out in the crossface, and became the new World Heavyweight Champion. They were going to set up an angle because they mentioned it at the end of Sold Out. They mentioned that Chris Benoit would be at Nitro to go face-to-face with the new commissioner, Kevin Nash. And, well, we obviously see that did not happen. So now we're here. We have to determine the fate of the World Heavyweight Championship. So the NWO arrive in a limo. The Harris boys are here with the gang. Mike Tanay says, excuse me, that's Lord and Master Kevin Nash. He just wants to make sure that everybody knows that this is the Lord. This is the head honcho. This is the big dog. So we got Mike Tanay, Tony Schiavone, and Scott Hudson back on commentary again. So our first matchup that we have here tonight, David Flair and Crowbar will be defending the World Tag Team Championships against the Italian mob, the Mamelukes. Forget about it. On commentary, they say, Tony, with a last name like Shivani. What can you tell us about the Mamelukes? What is a Mamaluke? Tony says, I don't know. I do have a couple of Italian family members in Pennsylvania, though. He says, I even have a cousin named Vito. Disco Inferno joins the boys on commentary. The match starts. David immediately gets in Vito's face and he's like, hey, hey. As you would expect from David Flair. And Vito says, sit down. Sit down, sir. None of that. Vito throws a punch. Knocks David Flair on his ass. Johnny eventually gets in. They toss David Flair out to the outside. They follow him. Crowbar comes flying over the top with a senton. But it looked like it was only a glancing blow, really. Daphne had... What the hell is that? There's a mosquito in here. Daphne has good lungs. Johnny slams David, and then in one leap, dude just jumps up to the top rope. Absolutely crazy athleticism right there by Johnny. 
I, I'm not going to say I want to try that, but hey, I kind of want to try that just a little bit. But he goes up to the top. He goes for a splash, but misses. Daphne mocks Disco Fever. Crowbar gets a bit of a comeback going, and he's pretty much carrying it for his team so far. Daphne then gives David a crowbar. Crowbar, the guy, <laughs> goes for a, a roll-up. Johnny shoves him off, and he goes into to David, who's holding the crowbar. Vito hits the execution, apparently. And we have new World Tag Team Champions. After the match, David and Daphne have smooches. She jumps up in his arms, and then they stumble backwards over Crowbar, who's laid out on the ground. He then goes to commentary. There's a situation with the Cruiserweight Championship? What? So tonight we're going to see Berlin versus The Wall, and DDP versus CCK, Chris Champagne Canyon. It's a battle of acronyms. DDP, CCK, Elemental P. Apparently, Kimberly walked away from DDP when she was a special guest referee. We then see the police denying Kevin Nash entry to go into the meeting. DDP and Kimberly have now arrived to the building. Back now, we get Jim Duggan making his way out to the ring. You can barely hear the mic for the announcer. And that's really been a thing with WCW that I've noticed. Why is it majority of the time... I could barely hear their announcer. I very rarely heard him clearly, which kind of stinks because he's honestly one of my favorite announcers. Commentary says literally nothing during Jim Duggan's entrance. So Jim is out here now. He cuts a promo, says, I'm Mr. America, and I'll never denounce the USA. Kurt Henning then makes his way out, and he says, I've been called a lot of things, but I've never been called a janitor or a janitor with a drum. What? Duggan says, like the game show host says, come on down if you need a reintroduction to exactly who Jim Duggan is. So Henning looks hesitant at first. He says, I'm not even in my wrestling gear. I'm just in street clothes. And he looks like he's going to turn back and head backstage. But then he makes his way down to the ring and a match begins. Duggan gets a couple of good shots in. He slams perfect. Gives him the old wind up and then a right shot. Henning sells it going all the way over the ropes. Flying to the outside. Henning though able to get the advantage back. Drops Duggan over the ropes while Duggan is trying to bring him back in by the hair. Duggan eventually is able to rebound and gives him 10 blows in the corner. Henning gives him a thumb to the eyes, and then they go into a side headlock position. And then Henning sends Duggan off the ropes into the referee, knocking him down. Henning grabs the 2x4 and is attempting to use it, but Duggan is able to get a kick to the midsection, grabs it, and then as he goes to swing it, Henning shoves the referee in the way, and the ref gets hit with the 2x4. Duggan checks on the ref, and then the commentators say that they're going to have to call it there. And that's just the end of the match. The NWO backstage are here bullying the IT guy. Back from commercial, we have a three-count dance moment, and 
The song is catchy. It grew on me. I'm not going to lie. You know, the other day I was in my car. I was jamming. I was like, it's it's, it's catchy. You know, it's hard to deny. This song, very obviously not the song that Three Count actually is singing and dancing to. Commentary is also talking with them or at least trying to talk over them, and I cannot hear what they're saying at all. So Norman Smiley comes in behind him, and he starts dancing. They have no idea. They're oblivious to the fact that he's there, right? He's just in the back grooving and jamming, and they eventually realize he's there, right? But by the time they realize, he starts opening a can of whoop-ass on him. He hit-tosses Shane over the top rope on Evan Courageous, he slams Shannon Moore with authority. And then he cuts a promo and he says, how dare Kevin Nash say he has no courage. So Norman says he just beat up three of the toughest, most feared superstars in WCW. I don't know about that, big dog. I don't know about that one. He eats hardcore food. He breathes hardcore air. He's got hardcore blood running through his veins, brother. He says he'll fight anybody. So then Tank Abbott makes his way out to the ring. And Norman is like, well, you know, I was really just kidding. You know, I I have this bad habit of saying things that I really don't mean. And so I'm just going to go and mind my own business. You know, thanks for coming. Bye. So Tank starts stalking him as he's trying to make his way back. And they eventually make their way back up the rampway. And then he delivers a knockout blow to Norman on the ramp. Very good segment. I like this. Back from commercial. Kevin Nash tells the Harris boys to find out what's going on behind the closed doors of that meeting. Next up, we get a three-way dance and Lash LaRue is out first. I'm not entirely familiar with Lash LaRue, if I'm going to be honest. But I have heard of them. The Mexicals now make their way out to the ring. Well, two of the three. Psychosis is the man up in this matchup. Hoovy's gonna get juicy. <laughs> Here we go, rock impersonation. He says, finally, the juice has come back to Columbia. Wait, where are we? Finally, <laughs> the juice has come back to Evansville. Is Hoovy's character just, he doesn't know what to say in his promos. The last participant in this matchup, Chavo Guerrero. They say on commentary later on tonight, the World Cruiserweight Champ Oklahoma is going to make a statement. Mike says somebody bought Hoovy a map and requests subtitles when he's here. <laughs> so the boys have a pretty good match. Very fast paced. Psychosis looks to go up and over in the corner, and Chavo catches him coming in and gets him in an Alabama slam position and just drives him into the canvas. This is off topic, kind of, but I love the sound of WCW's ring. Just the impact sound, I've always loved it. Just just a side note. So Lash LaRue sends Psychosis to the outside, and then he sends him into the guardrail. And then Chavo comes flying to the outside with a splash landing on Psychosis. 
all three guys back in the ring now. Lash goes up and it looks like he's going for a frog splash on two vertical men. And they catch him coming down in a double flapjack. Beautiful spot. So Chavo Irish whips Psychosis who reverses. Chavo then goes into the ropes and he hangs on. Psychosis charges him and then Chavo just sends him head over heels to the outside. Lash LaRue and Chavo are back in the ring by themselves. It's a one-on-one match. The boys exchange punches. Lash does a punch combo, split, and then goes for one more. Chavo ducks underneath and then goes behind and then drops him with a front face DDT. He then takes him to the corner and then drops him with a tornado DDT. Psychosis is up on the top rope and then hits a guillotine leg drop on Lash LaRue and gets the pinfall. But he gets the pinfall in full view of Chavo. Like, he absolutely could have broken it up. But he was like, nah, let's just get out of here. We're taking her home, boys. Here's Kidman in elevator. Back from commercials, and I see purple lights and candles, and I'm immediately confused because either The Undertaker is here, or it's the Velveteen Dream. Is that Charmel? Why does his beard look like it was Microsoft painted on? The artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. What a character. Why does he look like... Why does he look like an off-brand Tomatonga? <laughs> what is Kidman's music? Kidman, don't call him Billy. Had a fantastic showing these last couple of weeks, honestly. Especially at Sold Out. Sold Out, he and Perry Saturn... Nailed it, man. Hey, that is Charmel. But Kidman is having none of that. He says, your character sucks. Fuck out of here. Eat these boots, dumbass. Not Tomatonga hits an angle slam. And then crawls to the corner to Charmel. Ugh. He licks his fingers and then puts it on her mouth and goes, ugh. No. None of that. Paisley? That's your name? Just fucking headbutts his willy. Tori makes her way out to the ring. Commentary is just starstruck by Tori Wilson. Standing ovation for her. Kidman gets the comeback. Only for a second, though. He goes for a bulldog and Prince Iakea just tosses his ass away like a sack of hot rocks. Sends him off into the rope. Sunset flip over. Prince able to rebound, though. And he's uh, doing weird things. There's a sign that says, I'm sneaky. Prince Iakea goes to the outside and slips while going out. Tori grabs his feet and brings him down face first on the apron. Kidman then baseball slides him into the guardrail. Kidman follows behind. Throws him back in. Gets a couple of shots in. Hits a sky high. And then that's the three count. Nick Patrick with mustache is crazy looking. Kidman and Tori then have some smooches afterwards. Terry Taylor then is seen coming from out of the police guarded door and say, everybody ready? All right, let's make our way out to the ring. Back from commercial now. I would say 48 hours ago on Nitro, there was an announcement made that the WCW Heavyweight Championship belt was being held up and, well, there was a situation 
Chris Benoit, if you didn't know, won the World Heavyweight Championship at Sold Out, and that was his last appearance before he showed up in the WWF not too long later. So, we are now here with Terry Taylor, and he is here to make an announcement in regards to the Heavyweight Championship. Must refer to him as Big Sexy. So, Terry cuts a promo. He says, next Monday on Nitro, from Los Angeles, there's going to be a new undisputed WCW heavyweight champion crowned. Must refer to him as Big Sexy. They say that Kevin Nash will be allowed to choose one participant for this matchup. And WCW's unanimous choice for this matchup was Sid Vicious. Must refer to him as Big Sexy. NWO's music starts playing. So Kevin Nash, the Harris Boys, whoever this blonde lady is, Scott Steiner, and Jeff Jarrett all make their way out to the ring. Kev says, you've been leaving the peroxide out too long, and it's kind of messing with your brain cells a little bit. And he says, what kind of a man are you? And that's been said a few times throughout the show, so I'm... Yes, I know that's part of the storyline for this. The crowd starts to chant Goldberg, and Kev says, I've stated it before, if you chant his name, I'm going to fire that son of a bitch. Kev says before Sid can even get to the world title match, he has to go through Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff says that's going to be no problem. The bigger the slap nut, the harder they fall. And he says, as far as the opponent goes for Sid, it's got to be somebody who's smarter. It's got to be somebody who's sexier. And on Monday, if Sid Vicious can get through that match with Jeff Jarrett, which he won't, as Kevin Nash is adamant about, he says he won't. But if he somehow gets through it, then he has to face Kevin Nash himself. And once he wins the, the NWO, is going to be completely running WCW. Back from commercial now, we're in the locker room of the NWO. Kevin Nash says, they want to play games? We'll play games. So this is the main event for tonight. Jeff Jarrett says, I want to know what kind of man you are, so this has got to be a running gag at this point. He says, we're going to have this for the main event. It's going to be Big T and Booker T versus my boy Lex Luger. With Elizabeth, mind you. It's got to be with Elizabeth. And Sid Vicious. Next up, it's Berlin versus a wall. A wall. A wall. I cannot believe y'all did that to Alex Wright. That is Alex Wright, right? I'm right, right? I'm probably not, but I'm going to assume that I am. Berlin and the wall. Y'all are some interesting looking humans. Mike is confused on commentary. Alex Wright had such potential, and then they said, how about you be Berlin, and then we jabroni you. Berlin gets the jump on the wall coming in. Berlin has some good offense, but then he gets countered by the wall with a Samoan drop. And there's an Alex Wright chant. It sounds like there's a boring chant. <laughs> wall sends Berlin into the corner, but he gets his feet up. Wall staggers to the other side, but then Berlin comes charging in, and he gets tossed over the ropes. So they're outside now. Wall's head hits the camera. Berlin goes up to the top rope. 
and he comes down with a flying crossbody and gets all of it. Gets a couple of shots in on the wall, but eh, not the most convincing. Berlin's hair is a choice. Back in now. Wall reverses an Irish whip in the corner. Berlin goes to spring up to the ropes, but he slips. They say on commentary that if Jeff Jarrett beats Sid, then Kevin Nash will win the belt by default. The wall goes for a choke slam, but Berlin rakes the eyes. He tries to come off the ropes, but then he gets caught with a boot from the wall. Wall goes into the pinfall and gets the three count. We're backstage now, and we are shown DDP stretching. Coming back now, we're joined by the cruiserweight champ, Oklahoma. He cuts a promo, and he says this past Sunday, there was a decisive winner in the quote-unquote battle of the sexes. He says he was going to do some bouncing of some silicon somewhere, and he goes on about his typical promo. He says after the heavy rush of his victory, he realized there was others that deserved the Cruiserweight Championship belt, or was deserving of winning the belt. Not by much, though. So he says he is going to relinquish the Cruiserweight Championship. He says it may or may not have anything to do with him being an actual cruiserweight. He starts to get emotional and shit. Medusa comes out. She says, whenever you wear that hat, you're all big hat and no cattle. She says she is rightfully deserving of the cruiserweight championship. And she's here to start a women's division. She really didn't even want to wrestle Oklahoma. She says she can love like a woman, but hit like a man. And if he wants to finish everything once and for all, she'd be there in 2.5 seconds to whoop his ass. He says, all right, listen here, Heifer. He agrees to the match, and then Sherry comes from behind. Sherry Martell is just here. She's back. They say that this is her return to WCW. Miss Hancock is now here, representing standards and practices. They say on commentary that it's their first matchup in about three or four years. Miss Hancock is over here with commentary, and Tony Schiavone just cannot concentrate. Back in the ring, though, Sherry goes up to the top rope. She slips. Medusa gets a hold of her and then suplexes her, floats over, and then gets a three count. Back from commercial, Kevin Nash is stressed, apparently. Jerry Flynn and his 90s sitcom music are out next. A few minutes in, we go to a crowd shot, and Buzzkill is here with a sign that says, Stop the Violence. Buzzkill's over here looking like Petey Williams and Team Canada. A Rostify version. There's a sign that says, Jody J is gay, and... <laughs> I don't know who you are, Jody J, but apparently you're gay. Finley goes to the outside and slams Flynn chest first on the apron. He delivers a shot, and Flynn falls from the apron to the outside. He then picks him up, picks him up and tosses him back in. Finley gives him a thumb to the eyes, and then he tosses him back to the outside. He grabs a chair, and then he puts it underneath his throat, and then sits fucking smacks the ground with it, just trying to crush his whole shit. I remember when that was a spot that would legitimately just kill you. Like, if that was, if that was it... You were coughing up blood. You, that was just the end of it. 
Flynn reverses the Irish whip into the guardrail. And then Brian Nobbs comes down. We're back in the ring. But Finley tosses Flynn to the outside yet again. Nobbs attacks him while Finley is distracting the referee. Sends him into the steel steps. Finley sends him into the corner and tries coming in for a shoulder shoulder tackle to the midsection. But Flynn moves and all he gets is the ring post. Flynn gets a couple of good shots in, gets some kicks. He sends him off to the other corner. Hits a running spin kick over the ropes. Finley then Irish whips Flynn into the corner. Nobbs comes up from behind trying to hit Flynn in the back with a kendo stick, but he catches Finley in the fucking face instead, and he gets rolled up by Flynn for the three count. After the match, Finley is not happy. He grabs the kendo stick, and then he throws it out of the ring. He says, what the fuck was that, man? Here's a backstage shot of Kimberly walking. Here's a shot of Champagne Canyon with some hose and his attorney. No belt, though. What's going on, man? You're slacking. Coming back from commercial now, Champagne Canyon walking out here looking like he stole Chris Jericho's jacket. CCK grabs a mic and says, I've been to Hollywood, and this definitely ain't Hollywood. Blondie that's here with him looks like she's from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He says he's already defeated DDP in a three-way match with Bam Bam Bigelow. So he pretty much has nothing to prove. He says, imagine being proud of being from Jersey. He says, because I have nothing to prove, me, my accountant or attorney, whoever this dude is over here, and the two hoes that I'm with, we're going back to Hollywood. So DDP's music then hits and Kimberly makes her way out to the ring. Pyro for Kimberly. Canyon says, cut the fucking music. So she's out here, and Canyon says, how about you ditch DDP and be with a real man? She says, how about you get rid of the bimbos in the ring, and maybe we'll talk about it, and then starts to strip. He says, oh, I'll get rid of these tramps, don't worry about that. DDP then comes flying from the corner behind him with a forearm shot and takes out Canyon and the match begins. So DDP sends him off into the ropes. Canyon holds on and he slides underneath trying to go up to the outside. DDP shoves him off, sends him flying into the guardrail. Slingshot cross body over the top from DDP landed on Canyon. Back in now. Canyon is able to get the advantage over on DDP. They say on commentary that Canyon might have lost a step because of all the movie screenings that he's been going to recently and not really spending a whole lot of time in the ring practicing his moves, getting your gimmick and everything together. You got to get over, brother. So Canyon locks in a reverse dragon sleeper and they're on the mat. He locks this in. They, they sit here for a second. On commentary, they say Chris Shampoo Canyon. Ha 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 ha. And they mentioned the WCW movie, Ready to Rumble, and ooh, I want to watch that. I've heard a couple things about that. I've actually watched a trailer for it, and I remember hearing a little bit about it when I was younger, but I've never actually watched it, so that is going to be on my list coming up. So Canyon has the Reverse Dragon Sleeper locked in on that. DDP eventually is able to fight his way back up, tosses Canyon off, he delivers a clothesline over the top, both men go over. 
Reversal on the Irish Whip sends DDP into the guardrail. Canyon grabs DDP and then sets up steel steps, and he delivers a famouser-looking doodad, pretty much trying to drive him face-first into the steps, but DDP is able to get the forearm up, and so he didn't get all of the blow. DDP tries to get back in, but he gets met with a baseball slide from Canyon. Canyon goes out to get DDP and throws him back in. He goes up to the top rope and he hits a cross body and DDP rolls through for a two count, but it kind of looked a little sloppy. DDP drops Canyon with a Uranagi. Only gets a two though. Canyon slides through the Irish whip attempt for a pump handle and that was just so smooth. I want to steal that. Biggs gets up on the apron with a briefcase. DDP reverses the Irish whip, but Canyon stops as he almost hits Biggs. DDP then attacks him from behind, sending him into him. Biggs goes flying off the apron. DDP rolls him up, only gets a two though, and then signals for the diamond cutter. Canyon reverses by going into a backslide position and then hits a low blow in clear view of the referee. Kimberly shoves Biggs over and <laughs> fuck you. Canyon goes up on the middle rope and grabs Paige by the hair, but Paige counters into a powerbomb for a two count. Canyon grabs the briefcase, but before he can use it, DDP comes off the ropes and hits a running diamond cutter for the three. Kimberly and DDP celebrate the win. We then see Sid getting ready for the main event backstage. We see Booker getting ready, and then we're shown Lex Luger and Big T talking. Plotting something, even. We then go to the NWO backstage, and Kev asks Scott Steiner, Hey, what do you think, man? Scott just shouts, What kind of man are they? They say, Are you are you alright, dude? You good? So Total Package comes out first. Sweet entrance. His music kind of sounds like something from ALF. Harlem Heat's music is just a banger as usual. Ahmed Johnson looks like he does not, sorry, Big T looks like he does not want to be here. He's out first. Booker follows behind. Booker and Big T then shove and have a couple of words. They say this is all by design by Kevin Nash to have enemies as partners and pretty much just to cause as much chaos as they can. But T and T, wrong, wrong station. Uh, Big T always looks like he has an attitude. Sid rallies the crowd for a test of strength, and then Big T just plays mind games with him, and then tags in Booker T. Luger is play rallying to the crowd, and Sid goes to tag him in, and Luger backs off like, eh, I was just kidding, man. I'm, I'm not too serious. Don't mind me. So Sid and Booker lock up, and they go from corner to corner where Luger is, and then tag him in unsuspectingly. Luger and Booker then lock up, Luger gets knocked down, and he tries to roll out, but Midnight rolls him back in, and she gets a shot as he's stunned on the second rope. Booker hits a back suplex, and then it goes over to the rampway, to the staging area, and Kevin Nash is here, and he's just watching the match. They say on commentary, it looks like the total package is using something to throttle Booker T, and then they say, we'll see you Monday with a new world champ. But the match is still going. There's a moment of silence. Just nobody says anything. And then they just go back to commentating. 
So Sid hits Booker from behind. He tags in Luger, gets a shot it, and then sends Booker off into the ropes. Booker ducks underneath, hits a running forearm, and then hits a spin kick. He grabs the total package, gets a kick in, and he's going for the axe kick. But Big T hits Booker from behind. What are you doing here? What are you meowing at me for? Big T hits him from behind with a slapjack. He then gets in the ring and tries to hit Sid, but Sid ducks underneath, goozles him, choke slams him. They head to the outside, and then back in the ring, Total Package picks up Booker and then racks him, and the ref calls for the bell. And Total Package and Sid win, but they say, albeit controversially. So, wow. Compared to the previous episodes that I've watched and talked about, the pace of the show really slowed down. So I'm curious to see what it's going to be like on next week's episode. Because the first two, they were okay. Sold Out was honestly a pretty good watch. And this, it just seems that we came to a screeching halt. So hopefully they'll be able to rebound on the next episode. So we'll see where it goes from there. But that is going to do it for this episode of The Wrestle Ramble. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving us a follow. We have a couple of episodes coming out. And I have a lot of things that I want to do here with the podcast. And a couple of other companies that I want to talk about here in the future. All in due time. We'll get around to that. But if you have made it this far, thank you so much for joining us. And I appreciate you kindly, all of you and your stinking cute faces. I have a couple of other things that I have going up on my YouTube channel. So if you could be so kind, you check that out. Good things going on over there. I'm trying to become an official Dead by Daily mobile content creator. So... Let's get the numbers and views up for that. But that is going to do it for this episode. And once again, I think kindly if you have made it this far. So we'll sign off and say we'll see you all on the next episode of the Wrestle Ramble.